Blog Talk Radio. Hey, 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 everybody. It is drive through HR time. I am um, I'm one of your hosts, Robin Schooling. I will be uh, hosting solo today as my, my co-host, Mike Vandervoort, is unable to join us. Um, so, unfortunately, everybody misses out on our witty banter, but that's probably... That's probably quite okay. It gives us more time with our guest, actually. Um, so welcome to uh, welcome to Drive Through HR. It is Tuesday, June thirtieth, last day of June, last day of the first half of the year that has proven to be a year to end all years. It uh, it appears, and we are on our second show this week, um, and it's a week that we have dubbed O Canada Week because. Tomorrow, for those who don't know, is Canada Day. And so throughout this week, we are speaking with some of our favorite, and that's uh, O-U-R-I-T, spelled the favorite that way, our favorite Canadians um, who have been, um, many of them, longtime friends and uh, of drive through HR, and it's given us an opportunity to catch up with some really um, cool and innovative and interesting people in our space. So let me have today's guest um, introduce himself. Well, well, let me tell you who it is. It's Jeff Waldman calling in from uh, from the great white north, um, although it's, it is probably not white right now. But um, hello, Jeff, and welcome to Drive Through HR. Hey, Robin. Thank you for you know, having me here. Absolutely, absolutely. We are uh, we're thrilled to have you here, and I think we're going to have a really interesting discussion today. So uh, before we kick off with that discussion, um, for our, our listeners who are not um, familiar with you or have not run into you at an event or something over the years, um, let, uh, let everybody know a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, some of the cool things you work on. Sure. Tell, us about, tell us about you. Cool things I listen yeah. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, I've been in um, HR for about 20 years now, and I've, I've probably worked with more than 50 different organizations, and uh, big and small, and um, you know, many different industries. But probably in the last 10 years, I, fo- I focused most of my time working with growing um, startups and sort of mid-sized uh, tech companies, and I also do yeah. a lot of. Um, you know, events with my social HR camp, uh, you know, Disrupt HR Toronto, um, blogging, speaking, and a bunch of other things, you know, like that. But I tend to focus most of my time with, on a fractional part-time project-based uh, basis with yeah. growing tech companies in all facets of HR. Yeah, yeah. And, and, mm. and you mentioned it kind of in passing, but I want to I go back a second and tell us about um, tell us about Social HR Camp and how that how that began and what you have been up to lately with it. So Social uh, HR Camp was by accident, actually. It was probably in 2011 when I ran um, a conference called 
um, um, Impact '99, and so I ran it. I co-ran it in Vancouver and uh, Toronto, and that was a full-day conference on all things social media for the HR community. And so after doing that, I realized, you know what, people love the hands-on learning part of the conference, but they didn't really yeah. like the keynotes and panel, you know, uh, conversations. So. I decided to branch away and start something that was really specific to, you know, hands-on learning. And so that's how a social HR camp was born. And so I did my first one in uh, May of t- uh, 2012. And since yeah. that time, I've done over 30 of them in cities around uh, North America. And really for the HR community to learn how to leverage social media and, you know, also HR technology in the work. Yeah. And so I've been fortunate, you know, to have done them you know, uh, uh, for about eight years now. And they're all, um, you know, I don't make any money on them. They're all basically cost of recovery. We uh, mm-hmm. donate money to, you know, various charities and uh, so forth. So, and I guess lately um, I've been working with a couple of um, growing tech companies. One is, is an Australian uh, tech company called uh, um, Afterpay, and they're actually expanding hmm. into Canada, so I'm working with them on that. Um, cool. And there's another organization called uh, Pluto, which is a small tech company here in Toronto, um, and I'm helping them basically grow and uh, scale. Cool, cool, cool. So, mm. so, so Canada, you know, our neighbors yeah. to the north, because of course, Drive Through HR headquarters uh, slash studio is in the in the U.S. Right, so you're our neighbors to the north. Mm-hmm. What uh, mm-hmm. what's one? And I, I'm going to tell you only one. You can only name one. What's one really <laughs> great thing about Canada? You know, I really struggled with this because you know, because <laughs> there isn't just one thing, obviously. And so I I did pick one thing, and that has to be my favorite sport, which is the birthplace of hockey, uh, which is one hundred percent Canadian. And although all my friends in the U.S. think that, you know, all of the, the U.S. teams have won the, you know, Stanley Cup over the last 25 years. Most of the players are Canadian. So there you go. hockey. 100%. There you go. See, now you say mm-hmm. that and it just, it's just, it makes, you know, it makes Mike's absence um, even sadder from today's show because, but that might be good because otherwise the two of you would go off on a hockey tangent and we wouldn't get to our to our HR our That's HR probably, topics. Yeah. Yep. That is true. Uh, that, yeah. that, that is yeah. very true. Yeah. So let's um mm-hmm. let's talk about you know when we when we said let's let's get together and have you on the show. Um, one of the things that um, is so interesting about the work that that you've done for all these years that I've known you. Oh my gosh, when you said those those dates, I thought, oh my gosh, we've known each other a long time. Um, is the, the, you know the work that you do and and really kind of the the things that you've learned over the years of working with um, with startups or 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 small medium businesses and just that whole aspect mm-hmm. of doing HR from the ground up or doing mm-hmm. HR when the company is is scaling um, because that's a whole different world than than going into some large enterprise and just sliding into an HR role there. Um, what are, you know, when when you have a, 
a startup or uh, maybe an existing smaller organization that's going to scale, what are some of the common challenges on the HR side? You know, what what do people need to really kind yeah. of plan for? Yeah, I think there are, you know, many, obviously. So when you're looking at a really small company, they don't really have the, the brand, right? So they're not Google, you know, they're not yeah. Facebook and so on. So, you know, you can't just post a job ad and then just have thousands of you know, people flock to you. So it's really yeah. trying to attract and then, you know, attain top talent, I think is probably the biggest challenge because you don't have big budgets. You're not, you know, well-known. So you have to do a lot of, you know, really uh, creative things to, you know, make a budget stretch. I think that's probably yeah. the, the biggest challenge. Um, you know, also when you're in HR with a small company, you, you're a very small team. You might be just one person or maybe right. two. So you're be expecting to wear, you know, many hats, and that can be a challenge, you know, for a lot of people. Um, you know, you, you've got to be really agile and flexible with your time. Um, you, you know, can be spending the morning building a strategy and then the afternoon doing, you know, tactical work. And if yeah. you're, that's often hard for a lot of people who are, you know, moving along in their career, but that, you know, has to be done. Um, I think the other thing, too, is um, a big challenge, you know, for a lot of HR people is really understanding business. So... Typically, HR practitioners aren't trained in business, and so they don't really understand the various functionalities in a business, and that can be a huge challenge and challenge you know, problem and challenge you know, for a lot of people. Um, and so they need to – that can be really, really problematic. Um, yeah. I think another one is really startups move fast. Startups move really fast, and the HR typically doesn't. So that can be – a challenge when you're mm-hmm. being forced to think quickly, do quickly, um, and smartly. Um, one last challenge in my world, I've worked with some really young founders, very smart, mm-hmm. talented people, but don't have a lot of business seasoning, I guess. And yeah. being able to work with someone who doesn't have a lot of experience and think they know better, um, that is a huge, huge challenge. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. At 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 what mm-hmm. at what stage um, in growth, um, you know, and I guess you know we often think of it as uh, employee headcount, but at, at what stage mm-hmm. should a company um, have their have have a dedicated HR resource or use a a managed services HR resource? Mm-hmm. You know, what where do you see kind of the magic? Point. I have my opinion. Where do you, where do you kind of see the magic number, kind of headcount number? Yeah, I I think it's really difficult to to say. There in my career, there really hasn't been a magic number. It's really yeah. I look at funding. So mm. if I see a company that's about to get you know Series A funding, say it's more than ten million dollars, you know fifteen million. Yeah. They've got to have someone senior who knows what they're doing, business, you know, to be able to support the leadership team grow and scale. Yeah. Now, they can probably go with someone more junior when they're around maybe 30, 40, you know, 50 employees. And I think once they get 50, you've got to have someone who knows what they're doing. Um, yeah. Like right now, I'm working with a company that's really small. There are 25 employees. 
and I'm supporting them from an HR, you know, leadership standpoint on a fractional right. basis. So we're looking at yep. uh, about 10 hours a week. So that is that is really smart compared to going with yep. someone who is fresh out of school and then hire them for next to nothing and then yep. they don't know what they're doing. So yeah. I, I don't know if they answered the question, but that's... That's yeah. No. I, yeah. I think I think you're exactly right, and I think because um, that's exactly kind of what I was going to say, um, um, yeah. and it's it, it's very similar to what we do in in, in our business as well. But um, it's what you do. Um, but you know, I think where a lot of companies, smaller organizations, make the mistake, um, just because they don't know any better, is they don't think that they need yeah. some sort of HR resource very early on and you know the reality is you could have five ten employees and it doesn't hurt to have that you don't need a obviously in-house full-time hr person at that stage but no. you need some some senior resource that you can plug into and it's it's that you know let me contract with this consultant or this firm and yeah i may use them 10 hours a a, a week or ten hours a month, but I've got yep. somebody yep. that that has oversight that can talk to my leadership team that can help me with kind of the people strategies. And I think, um, you know, I think a lot of I see small businesses or I see start you know startups, not necessarily tech startups, um, although they certainly fall into this as well. But any kind of small business, they mm-hmm. they don't. You know, oh, we need it. We need a you know a leader for our sales team. We need a leader for finance. Uh, the last thing they think about is a leader for HR. And well, that's and, the thing and too. They, right? and, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I mean they they just they just don't think about it. Well, that's the thing too. But you know, also I find that you know I often ask leaders, you know, when you have a meeting, you know, sort of, you know, sort of. A, a, the, the four of you, the five of you, you know, what do you normally talk about? And they, t- they give me a list and I go, okay, so yeah. what percentage of that list, um, you know, have to do with people? And I go, yeah, whatever, 60%, 70%. And, yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, so don't you think you might want to have someone there who can speak that language, but understand your business, but also understand the people side so they can actually advise you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 But then they're going to hire someone <laughs> that is, 22 years old and it doesn't make any sense to me because they don't want to pay, but they have no problem paying, you know, for a CFO or a a VP of sales. And I said, well, you know, HR is the same thing. Um, So, I mean, it's been a never ending conversation and a debate that I've had, you know, during my career. So. Yeah. 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 Um, And well, and you know, I think one of the other things I see as well and, on the one hand, I'm all for people having opportunities, you know, to to grow and to learn and to whatever. Um, but the other kind of disservice that I think is done to both the greater HR profession, but the a disservice is also done to employees at company ABC, um, is when someone is brought in, you know, an, an employee that that fresh out of school, twenty two thousand whatever, um, and put in charge of HR. Or worse, I'd rather them have the the, the school background. Worse is when um, 
they they take someone who has been the office manager or has been in charge of accounting and all of a sudden wave their magic wand and this person is in charge of HR. And these these employees that are put in that position um, are usually, I mean, uh, because I, I see them, I've talked to them, you know, they, I have zero background in HR, uh, but now I'm in charge. And, I mean, they literally know nothing. Um, and, yeah. you know, I feel I don't want the person to fail, um, obviously, um, you know, and I'm glad somebody's getting an opportunity. Um, but man, I think what a what a road, <laughs> what a road to travel down for that company uh, oh. and that person. Oh, that uh, that person. I mean, those. I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, I, I, like I like I currently mentor two two people right now. So one is actually a head of HR for a really small company, a tech company here in Toronto. And they're about 30 people, you know, and I'm on the phone with her every day. Uh, you know, like I would probably say like every second day and, yeah. and I'm just advising her, but, but she's done it right because although she isn't as experienced as she probably should be for that role, um, she has me in the corner to basically help her along. Yep. And, yeah. and I, I mean, I don't want, you know, I don't think she would be able to do it on her own. Um, and so, you know, I think that she's done very, very well. Um, but yeah. not everyone has that opportunity. So that's one of mm-hmm. my, um, you know, advice for anyone like who is sort of new in their career and they've been given that uh, type of opportunity is to find mm-hmm. someone who can actually mentor them and, and sort of be yeah. an outside mentor that, you know, that they can lean on and phone and ask questions and, and so forth. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, well, let me do mm-hmm. a quick reset. We are um, just over halfway through. We've got about uh, 12 or so minutes left of the show. Um, for anyone who's just joined us, we are... Uh, chatting with Jeff Waldman um, here during O Canada Week. I just like to say O Canada, so I say it every chance I get <laughs> during this uh, this week of shows. And um, we are talking about um, primarily talking about HR in um, in startups and in small small medium businesses. So, you know, we've talked about um, the challenges that that an HR professional can face in that environment. What are the opportunities? What are the cool things that HR can experience when they go in and work at a startup or work at a small and growing business? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. So I think the, the biggest opportunity, you know, for me personally, is you, you get to impact every single part of that, that business. So, you know, instead of being sort of pigeonholed in a large enterprise somewhere in the middle of nowhere and you've got a very, yeah. you, know, you know, narrow scope, you've got it all. You get to impact um, sales, operations, finance, uh, marketing, um, you know, product, everything. And that's really, really yeah. kind of fun. Um, yeah. It also gives you exposure to all levels, too. I mean, you can have a conversation with the president and then be speaking to the ops, ops person or, you know, marketing coordinator. And I think that yep. uh, diversity and breadth of work is absolutely really cool. Uh, the other thing, too, for me is I think, um, you know, startups move fast. And if you're sort of entrepreneurial, um, you like to move, you know, more quickly, 
you're a bit more of a risk risk taker, then that can be really for yeah. you. And that's how I am. And you know, I I learned that working with large companies where I didn't like the the slow pace of it, and so I made a mm-hmm. you know uh, the, that change. But definitely an opportunity, and you can learn a ton. I mean, um, and the other thing too, just you know, just in the last couple of years, I think smaller companies are more in tune with. Um, you know, employee experience. And I'm not going to say that yeah. large companies don't, but I think you can influence that more. And I think that's probably one of the uh, biggest value yeah. uh, propositions, you know, you know, for HR today. And you can influence that, shape that, deliver it, own it. Um, yep, yep. And I think that's you know, really, really cool. Well, and, and the difference is, yeah, because I've worked, over the course of my career, I've worked for large global you know, 40,000 global employees. I was a peon in the scheme of things. And then I've worked for, I think my smallest company, we had 80 employees. Um, and, okay. you know, so the that's, that's, that's apples and oranges, right? It's totally different. And there were good things about the large enterprise, you know, that I liked and I learned things, obviously. Sure. Um, but, yeah, that yeah. small, you know, you're nimble, you're quick, you're – um here here's um you know the employees are saying xyz or this isn't working or why can't we do this and you can go in and tweak it and change it and yeah craft that yeah. uh you're not moving the ocean liner you're you're steering the the canoe you know exactly so you can, you yeah, can exactly. I mean, it's, you know also too it's, it's a great opportunity just to sort of dive into new projects so yeah. if you have a passion for things like you know, compensation or say the say the recruiting or employee engagement or, or HR technology. I mean, you can, I, you know, I, I mean, I haven't met one, you know, leader you know, of a startup company that says no, you can't do that. They're gonna say, yeah, go for it. You know, make it work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, so that's a great opportunity. Yeah. Do you find that, you know, because I know, you know, we touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but I know another one of your um, your passions and kind of one of the wheelhouses that you've always played in is, is HR tech and, and different products and what works and what doesn't. Do you find that um, smaller organizations are more ready to adopt um, adopt technology and, and things that on the HR side, things that will work. That's a complicated question. I, huh. I, I would say yes and no. I mean, I think well, first of all, the small companies don't have big budgets, so they can't go ahead yeah, and, and sort of roll out like a one million dollar you know, solution. So that's the first yeah. thing. But I think what what small companies are more able to do is they can look at something and say, you know, does that work for us? you know, yes or no, and if it's yes, they go for it and then try it. And if it doesn't work, yeah. they ditch it and they try uh, something else, right? So, yeah. um, you know, from an adoption standpoint, I don't – I think maybe in a startup, generally speaking, people will be more open to trying things, but I definitely yeah. think when it comes to change management, it's the same anyways. I mean, people are people – you know, people hate change. Yeah. But I think th- – the ability to make the change go more quickly and stick in a smaller company with fewer people is way easier 
than it is yeah. to make it work for 20,000 people. So I think, yeah. and, you know, just in my circle, you know, I've always viewed, you know, scaling HR means that you're leveraging the right tools, at, you know, at the right time, you know, yeah. for HR. So whether that's, you know, using a equipment CRM, if it's, you know, HRIS, if it's collaboration tools, all those things kind of fit together. But I think generally speaking, they're much more open to um, the trying things. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, it's, um, yeah, cost is always, I mean, cost is a factor anywhere, but cost is really a factor. Sure. Um, you know, for, for a smaller company, um, on, the, on the positive side, that makes the HR, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm the, the HR leader at that organization, um, it gives me the opportunity to really build my, build my skills, if you will, build my chops around how do I make the, how do I make the business case um, and get approval yep. to bring in technology or, or, or whatever? Um, you know, so there's an opportunity there to kind of learn from that. Um, and I think the the other sort of plus is um, again, kind of kind of as you mentioned before, it's there's a whole lot less bureaucracy. So if I'm the if I'm the HR leader, yeah, maybe I've got some of my, you know, ideally I've got some stakeholders and end users that maybe weighed in on, you know, what they need. But, you know, if I uh, if I want to own something and create something and I've I've won my case to get the budget dollars for it, um, because I understand the business, so I know what the budget dollars should, should be, um, you know, mm-hmm. I can I can build that. And that, that building yeah. and creating is, is really kind of the coolest, the coolest part. <coughs> I definitely you, agree because you actually own it. So, yeah. Say what? Cool. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, no. What do you, you know, just can add to that that you get to own it, and the yeah, ownership yep. of work is is always a great thing. So. Yeah, yeah, and and it's um, you know, and I think that uh, again that that environment. Um, is where um, when you're the, when you're the sole HR person, you know, at a, at a very small organization or uh, have a smaller team, you know, that's where HR really really can rise to the occasion. Uh, so sure. we're we're wrapping sure. down. We've got just about four minutes left. Let me uh, let me toss out one final question, Jeff. Um, when sure. when you talk to HR pros. That are interested because a lot of a lot of folks say I would love to go work for a startup. It's kind of one of those lines you hear. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice do you have for HR professionals who who either want to get a role in a startup or have taken a role in a startup? What do you tell them they should they should do? Okay. Yeah. So I did. You know. So I mentioned this you know, earlier that I strongly believe that you know, everyone who works in a startup. Um, you know, should have access uh, to a network or a mentor outside yeah. of the, the company. Be- yeah. Because when you're in a really small company, you know, there's nobody like you there and you can get a little bit lonely. And, and, and also sometimes your perspective is slightly different than, you know, the rest. So you want to make sure that you're, you're not going crazy, right? So I definitely think yeah. that um, you know, finding that network outside and the mentor is, is important. Um, you know, it, the other thing for me that's worked really well is I really take the time to get to know everyone and all employees. And it's really easy when you're, you know, yeah. a company of 50 
you can get to know everyone personally, and I think that's really, is really important because that's how you start to build trust, uh, you know, credibility, and you can really get, you know, allies and all, you know, those types of things to be able to actually yeah. push, you know, things forward. Um, the other thing, too, is really have a business mindset. You have to because, you know, startups, you know, whether they're sort of cash-strapped, bootstrapped, they're going for funding, they only have three months left of you know, runway yeah. on funding. Yeah. Um, you need to be business minds, you know, minded and really understand, you know, financials, finance, you know, how that all fits together, how your sort of sales model works for your company so that you can really do things that, you know, actually impact the business in mm-hmm. a positive way. Um, mm-hmm. I think the other thing too is you, you need to be open and flexible about doing different things. So if you're... If, a senior HR person like me, I could have been working in a bank and been a VP by now and only mm-hmm. focus on strategy, but mm-hmm. I'm not doing that by choice. Mm-hmm. And I am totally willing to do the sort of tactical, you know, up your sleeve stuff. And if you like yep. all of that, you know, diversity, that's great. If you don't, I, I, would, I, I would think twice about going into a startup. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep, sage advice mm. and uh, perfect, yeah. perfect thoughts to leave our audience with. So, thank you so much, Jeff, for um, for joining us um, on uh, on Drive Through HR today for O Canada Week. Well, thanks for having um, me. Before we uh, before we sign off, um, why don't you let the audience know where they can find you online, what what channels and and where they can connect sure. with you. So my. Uh, Website blog is uh, jeffwaldman.ca, so it's not .com, but it's uh, .ca. <laughs> and if you want to find me on Twitter, um, Instagram, SlideShare, LinkedIn, it's just at Jeff Waldman um, HR. So Jeff Waldman HR. Excellent. And you can find me anywhere, or you can just go to Google and then just put, put my name <laughs> in there. Right. You'll find me everywhere. Yeah. That's right. Well, thank you so much. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you, Robin. Bye. Thanks for having me. Take care.